Welcome back to Gardening Talkback for 2016. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp. How are you, Judy? I'm great, Greg. Great. Really good. Very good. What do you got planned for us today, Judy? Uh, we could talk about the pests in the garden. Which are? Oh, what is the pest you dislike the most, Greg? Besides mosquitoes. <laughs> Besides the mosquitoes, <laughs> yes. Um, probably, I don't know, grubs of some description. Yeah, not army grub this year. It's not happening. They're okay. For some unknown reason, I think the weather's been kind to them. Too much rain and not enough hot weather. But my greatest dislike is grasshoppers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know you both of you sharps oh, don't like grasshoppers. But I've had a dreadful experience in the last week. I got attacked by wasps, and that was pretty horrendous. But I, I went out to my garden this morning to get the paper, and there were hundreds of them on the roses and the lime tree. And I went and I got the spray that I'd killed the wasps with. Yep. Guess what? Didn't kill the grasshoppers. <laughs> so like, it's the only tactic for killing grasshoppers? You know, cutting them in half with yep. the secateurs. The most barbaric thing I've ever heard in my life in the show. <laughs> and we've got Paul from Maitland. Paul, you've got some problems with mosquitoes. Yeah, mate. Yeah, um, yeah ever since the recent rain, uh, um, you know, um, I've been inundated and everyone says um, citronella plants are the go sort of thing for in the garden and on the front patio and that, but I can't seem to find any. I've been to three different uh, nurseries up here, but uh, um, everyone says very hard to find. Paul, I would agree with you. You probably have to buy citronella candles is going to be the way out. Uh, right. There is something else you can do. I don't know whether you mulch your garden or not. But oh, it's, it's fairly overgrown. I I'm not a real gardener at all. Right. You know, so, well, uh, you know, if you're keen, get some tea tree mulch and spread it around. That seems to discourage the mozzies. Oh, okay. That might help. But otherwise, go for the citronella candles. Yeah, yeah, alrighty. I'm sorry, um, I don't have any plants either, so I can't solve that problem for yeah, you. Yeah, well, um, everyone's, I'm not online either, so I'm sort of finding it quite difficult. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I thought I'd give you a call anyway. Yeah, Paul, the other thing just before you go, you make sure you haven't got water laying around, don't you, in sources or... Well, yes, I haven't, but, um, yeah, one of my neighbours is a very avid water sort of thing and maybe that's where they're coming from a lot but uh, yeah so um anything's possible so yes well i'm probably not going to get around that one are we unless your neighbor's listening yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay paul sorry i couldn't help you further right, uh, thank you very much bye Cheers, thanks very much, Paul. It is Gardening Talk back on 2 and FM. Any questions for Judy Sharp, give us a call on 49216216. Now, we were talking about, well, grubs and what was the other pest again? Army grub. Army grub. That's but, a, what are army grubs? I actually don't know what they are. Oh, don't you? No, I've, I was nodding politely before. Greg, have you got a grass and a lawn? Yes. Well, they're the creatures that move like an army and eat all your lawn up. Woof, right oh. across the top. Oh, okay. I've and you've never had army grub? Never. <gasps> this will probably bring in a lot of callers, I would imagine. Uh, you have never had army grub? Not that I'm aware of, no. Well, you must have dreadful lawn. I probably do, actually. It is a shock. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> because people that are real lawn lovers that do everything they can to take care of their lawn, yep. they get army grub. Oh, okay. So the best thing for no army grub is don't take care of your lawn. Well, I'm pretty sure that's the indicator here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this year we haven't had them because the weather's been a bit kind to them. You know, it hasn't been as hot and as dry as army grub like to breed. Uh, but 
you know, I should warn all those lawn lovers out there that they may still come. Oh, okay. So it's still plenty of time for them to come around. Yes, plenty of time in February, unfortunately. So we've got someone who's called up uh, Camille, I think, from Tilba Bay. So if Paul wants to get back in touch with Camille about citronella plants, give us a call back. Yeah, what a lovely lady. Very good. On the ball straight away. Yes, yeah, and I'm, sh- I'm sure she's offering them. Um, she's not selling them, so that's very special, mm. isn't it? Very nice of mm. Camille. Anyway, it is Gardening Talkback, and we've got Sue from Kurumbong about stink bugs. Hello, Sue. What can I help you with? Um, yeah, I've got a, a really bad plague of stink bugs on all my citrus trees, and they've, they're um, sucking all the, um, you know, the stuff out of the new little fruit, and I've tried just about every spray I know of. I've hand-picked them off. I've drowned them in a bucket. <laughs> done everything. But, uh, they just keep coming back, and it looks like they're breeding because they've sort of joined together now. Oh, yes, they're breeding. And you be very careful because, you know, they admit uh, uh, yeah. a substance that really burns. Uh, Sue, have you tried Malathon with a little white oil in it? No. Right, okay. That is the best spray. It's a good contact spray. Uh, yep. And you need to uh, really, you know, a little bit like when you're trying to kill a fly, uh, drench them as much as you can. Yeah, now, the, mal- the malathon won't uh, affect your tree. The only thing I would suggest is that you read the withhold very carefully because yeah. that, uh, I think on malathon, it might be three days before you eat the fruit. And, of course, yeah. wash wash your fruit. Yeah, well, I haven't. They're sort of not at the fruit stage yet. They're just tiny little ones about as big as a pea at the moment. Oh, right. No, well, that's okay. Um, but yeah. you still um, uh, just always read the instructions on any chemical carefully before you use it. But if you haven't tried Malathon with some white oil in, I'm sure that's going to do the trick for you. Oh, great, because I've, tr- I've tried that many sprays and I go out daily and spray them and they seem to protest about it, but it doesn't seem to make much difference. A bit like my grasshoppers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're nasty. Sue, what I would suggest, though, is repeat the spraying in 10 days' time because yep. that would be about their hatching cycle. Okay. Okay, let us know how yep. you get on. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Sue. Bye. Is that Bye. any sort of oil in it as well? or? Oh, no, you need white oil. White oil is very good for citrus, actually, Greg. Um, um, it prevents scale as well. Okay. It is Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. Any questions for Judy Sharp, give us a call on 49216216. And we've got Diane from Bellbird Heights. How are you, Diane? Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, yes, I'd like to talk to Judith about I have white a little white um, grub or something on my maidenhair ferns, and I'm worried about it. Oh, Diane, you need to be worried. Oh, is it a little white thing that looks like flour on it? No, it's like a little white... Um, Hairy, and it's got little feet on it. And, yes, little feet. Oh, that's mealybug. Um, what do I do for that? It's very hard to get rid of on maidenhair because the problem is you need to spray uh, with something, with uh, with a chemical and add white oil. Now, the white oil will burn your maidenhair, unfortunately. Um, I was told by someone, and probably an old wives' tale, but if you mixed up um, dishwashing liquid 
and poured that, put that over it, poured that onto it. It will discourage them. It will discourage them. <laughs> but I have to tell you, once they're on your maiden hair, they are having a good life. Uh, I think the best thing you can do is, uh, have you got any confidor in the cupboard? Yes, I do have. Have you tried confidor? No, I haven't. I'm, I was too frightened to use anything on them because they're so beautiful. I don't want to join, kill them. Well, I don't want you to kill them either, but perhaps could we use one as a prototype or something? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I could do that. Yeah, they're don't spray my everything. Places, but I'll just have to select one. And not because they've been on my geraniums as well. Ah, yes. Well, you've got to um, make sure you eliminate them because they love having a host plant to go backwards and forwards from. But you know what? happens Diane it's the humidity I thought so yes and it, are you better to water, your, water them at a certain time of the day to stop them from coming onto it is it better to water them in the morning or leave, leave it till late in the afternoon oh look when you water them really won't uh, deter the mealy bug uh, they just breed when the air is humid right so when you water won't make much difference really uh, you know, I think the best thing to do is try, as I said, one example and see if it works for you with a confidor. Otherwise, you might have to go to something uh, like anti-scale. 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 But try the confidor first. Yeah, because they're so beautiful. They've just grown so beautifully and I hate trying anything on them. Oh. I don't want to kill them. Well... Unfortunately, we're going to have to be a little bit um, daring, should I say that? Will so, the mealy bug kill them? Oh, yes. They're sucking the sap out. You'll get up one morning and you won't have any maiden hairs left. They'll all be just white, like they've oh. been snowed on, darling. Oh, well, I'd better try something before, better do something about it, bet I? Yeah, I'd go and confidore them. And I think I've got about 16... Maiden hairs on out the back. Oh, well, pick the worst-looking one and uh, go and spray them and give Greg and I a ring next week and let us know, did it survive? All right, I'll do that. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And we've got Gwen from Beresfield. Hey, Gwen, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. Now, what's your problem with Mandinus, is it? Nandina. That's oh. it. <laughs> close. Greg, very close, very close. Very but, close. Um, you know, at, um, Got to work on my enunciations. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I think you used an M instead of an N. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nandina. 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 Yes, Judy. Um, Which I've, form, Gwen? Uh, well, I thought they'd only grow to 18 inches, but they're about a metre high. Right, right. And I would like them to be 18 inches, and I just didn't know whether if I cut them right back, whether that stem would re-leaf again. Look, I'm pretty sure it would in this kind of weather. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, stimulate them with something like flourish to yes. kick them away again. Perhaps don't cut them back right to the ground. Uh, be a little bit more careful than that. Uh, but, you know, if it was Nandina Nana... It shouldn't be growing that tall. It must be a different... Has it got a round leaf or a pointy leaf? A round leaf, and it goes red in the wind. Yeah, well, that's Nandina Nana, so you yes. must be um, really looking after them well and they're enjoying their life in your garden. Well, they're facing uh, west, so they get all the heat on them. Yes, yeah. And that's yeah. why I couldn't grow anything else along there. You know, I've, I've tried over the years, so I put these in many years ago, and I thought, well, 18 inches would be wonderful, but... 
they're just too big, Judy, and, you know, they're kind of getting a little bit top-heavy and they're getting a little bit leggy. Yes, yes. And, and I would uh, like to have them about 18 inches instead of a metre high. Well, you know what I do, Gwen? Uh, yes. You were probably listening when I suggested to Diane with her maiden hair a minute ago um, that you maybe pick one plant and cut it back right. and and give it flourish and then see how it responds. And if it's not happy, well, then you perhaps need to not take off as much growth off the next ones. Mm. So, I, you know, often when you go back to hardwood, for example, on lavenders and daisies, they don't reshoot. No, no. So I'd be a little bit careful. I wouldn't go right down to that leggy hardwood. Just if you cut them back above that, they sh- that should encourage them to shoot from underneath. Oh, okey-doke. But a little bit of something like flourish in the water, mm. that'll give them a big, um, big boost along. Yeah, mm. yeah. Is that helpful oh. at all? Well, I'll try that, Judy, and see how I go. Yeah, but maybe experiment with one plant first. Yes. I okay. mean, they're a very hardy thing, aren't they? But oh, they are. They might. They are. If I lose them, well, I've lost a lot. That's right. So just do one and, you know, then you'll get the, the um, probably um, the clue as to how far back you can go without damaging them. Mm. Okay, Doug. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, no worries, Gwen. We've got Larry now from Lambton and Passion Fruits, Larry. Yeah, that's right, mate. Oh, Larry, I knew the Passion Fruit question would come <laughs> along sooner or later. You haven't got many fruit. Is that what you're going to tell me? No, I've I've had um, passion fruit vines for the last couple of years, and and yeah, they just faded away. But uh, I just can't recall just how I started off. I just want a bit of information just on because I want to put some new ones in. Probably not now, not now while it's too hot. But just what's a good preparation uh, if I want to plant some more? Oh, cow manure. I'd dig some cow manure in well. Yeah. And uh, that should be adequate if your soil's okay. Is yeah, your soil... Yeah, quite yep. good garden soil, fairly well drained. Yeah, no, I'd just hit it with cow manure. Um, and when you're going to buy your passion fruit, you know you can buy grafted passions. Yes. And they fruit quicker and they also fruit more. Yeah, the, the ones I've had only lasted... One lasted about three years and the other two went beautiful, big... Uh, passion, but only lasted a couple of years. So I don't know whether there's uh, something down in the further down the ground that they're striking or. or oh no, no, Larry, they are short-lived. Yeah, I thought so. Yes, uh, yeah, most not like, not like the old ones used to last forever. The little, the little one about the size of fifty cents or so, they seem to go forever. Yes, but the the newer varieties they don't. And oh. three, if you've had three years, you've had a good run. Yeah, uh, all right, okay. Yeah, I find most um, people are prepared and have a new plant coming on before those ones die. Yeah, I slipped up this time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's not worth putting them out just at the moment, is it? Oh, look, you can't really leave it to cold weather to plant passion. No. If you um, get a nice uh, plant. Um, and keep the water up to it, you won't have any problems. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all right. So I can get one started anyway. Yep. But what yeah. you need to do is put the cow manure in and leave it a week or so. Yeah, so there's no need to add anything else. Oh, the... look, I think that'll be ample for you. Yeah, and, and last time I, I, I dug around a circle around about 
uh, two, two, two and a half feet across and all the way around and down. I dug down around about oh, 12, 14 inches or so. Is that sufficient? I'm sure that's ample. All oh, right, yeah, okay, because they went all right anyhow. Yep, that's a good I'm indicator. Sure what I use, because I know I'm a great fan of cow manure anyhow. Yeah. No, I find cow, particularly for anything that fruits in the summer. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, they like something acidic, which cow manure gives you. Oh, that's great. Okay. okay. I'll solve that. I'll get over and see you about another plant bar. Oh, okay, that'll be lovely. Look yeah. forward to yeah. it, Larry. Thanks, Daddy. Thanks. Thanks Bye. Bye-bye. Cheers, thank you, Larry. It is Gardening Talk back on 2 and URFM 103.7. Any questions for Judy Sharp, give us a call on 49 at 216 216. We've got Marika from Toronto. In fact, cucumbers, Marika. Yes, cucumbers. I've got, um, it's a vine. It's, it's gone mad. Like it's climbed up everything and it's running on the bottom everywhere. I've got hundreds and hundreds of flowers, but no cucumbers. Oh, Marika, have you got any bees? No. Oh, that's probably I, the problem. I thought, I thought that might have been the problem. Yeah. Do. Look, there isn't really, unless, you know, um, you plant something quickly around to attract the bees like marigolds or some lavender. Oh, okay. Calendulas are around at the moment. The bees seem to love those. Right, is it too late or not? Oh, look, if you plant some annuals quickly, uh, you know, you can buy them a little bit more advanced and if you pop some of those in or even some lavender in flower, you'll find that the bees find their way there pretty quickly. I know at the nursery when we get a new batch of lavender in in flower, uh, we walk over to water them and they're absolutely covered in bees. So they they do find it pretty quickly. Right, because I thought that might have been the problem. I thought, you know, we used to, as kids, we used to pollinate the pumpkin. We used to pick the male flower and put inside the female flower. But I thought, the amount of flowers I've got, I... You'd be there forever. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I mean, if you'd have said to me, I've got um, a cucumber vine that's growing wild and growing everywhere, but no flowers, I would have then attributed it to uh, that it's all going into the growth rather than producing the flowers. But if you've got the flowers... I've got hundreds of them. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's lack of bees, my dear. I'm sorry. All right. And I've got something else growing, because when I got the manure mix, I got all these plants come up by the hundreds. Um, I kept a couple. Now, I'm not sure if if it's a pumpkin or a watermelon or a rock melon. It's in that family somewhere, but the leaves are humongous, and I've got white stripes through it. Oh, no, that's a watermelon. Is that a watermelon? Yeah, I think it'll be a watermelon. All right. I'll keep it going. And and see what comes up. Yeah. Okay. That'll probably need bees too, won't it? Well, yep, it will. And that, But although I find watermelons fruit later. Okay. Yeah, towards the end of summer. So if you get something in quick, you might be lucky. All right, then. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marika. Bye. Bye. So we've got Linda now from Glendale, and she's after some help assisting with flowering. How are you, Linda? Hello. Hello. How are you, you, Linda? I'm well, thank you. You need some help with flowering. Yes. You've got plants that aren't producing? Um, Well, I've got um, hydrangeas. Yes. And they 
what my husband just last year before he passed away he, he moved some uh, along and those have not flowered and but I heard Scott give out a um, name of something a couple of months back to um, help with flowering of I think it was citrus trees and different things like that so uh, I, I, but I've forgotten the name. Oh, Linda, knowing Scott, uh, and Greg probably could have answered this for you, it's sulphate of potash. <laughs> okay. Of course it is. That's the name. Yes. Sulphate of potash, Thank definitely. You very much. But Linda, just uh, I was going to talk about hydrangeas, so now you've rung, I'll just mention it to you. Oh. It's good to give them a summer prune. Yes, they need to be pruned, you know. Yeah. Yes. And you know to go back to two plump eyes opposite one another. Um, well, I, I didn't actually know that, but I know he used to take them almost to the ground. Yes, yes. But as long as you have two plump eyes opposite one another. Opposite one another, okay. They've got to be two plump eyes, not just one. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get new flower heads coming up when you apply the sulphate of potash. Right. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Linda. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, cheers. Thanks, Linda. We've got Diane from Curry now, and she's not the biggest fan of green ants. Hello. Oh, well, I'm not either, Diane. And no, I I've got them in the garden, and I can't get rid of them. Oh, look, I had an experience with wasps recently, and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of those stinging things out there. Uh, look, there are a lot of products around that you can get. Um, some of them are power powders, and others yeah. are liquid form. Yeah. Um, you're probably your closest um, garden senator curry would be at Cessnock, I think, would it not? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd go there and you, I'm sure they'll be able to advise you. They'll have several different things that you can choose from. And, okay. um, you know, the problem is if then the whole garden to dust is going to be a lot of work for you. So yeah. I think I'd be buying a liquid ant killer. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Thank and you very much. Thank you, dear. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening back on 2 and you RFM 103.7. Any questions, give us a call on 49216216. And we've got Alfie from Adamstown about avocados. Yeah, how are you? Good, thanks, Alfie. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. So uh, I've got a, a dwarf, I mean, a grafted avocado tree. Uh, it's just bearing its first fruit and uh, looking to remove it and put it elsewhere so I can put a driveway in. Oh, Alfie. Oh, 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 you've stunned me. You're going to put a driveway in in favour of an avocado fruiting? Yeah, I have to. I need the space. And it's actually fruiting now? Yeah, it is. Oh. Look, you know... The I'm, not, I'm not shipping it straight away, like I'm within the next 12 months. Oh, that's or, okay. That's okay. Yeah. So, right, well, you'd, you'd wait till it stopped fruiting, obviously. Oh. And how long have you had it in? Uh, four and a half years. So it would have a fair-sized root system on it now, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to have to dig, fair, you know, very well around it, very carefully. Um, you, yeah. Are you getting a backhoe or something in to dig out that driveway? Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, why not, while he's there, get him to dig under the avocado and have your All spot right. ready to plant it? Okay, so it's as easy as that. As <coughs> easy. Oh, yes, she'll need branches. to. Uh, what you do, you only prune back the branches if you cut the roots. 
So you do whatever, how much you take off the roots, you take off the branches. But hopefully if you're using a backhoe, uh, you may, he may not damage the roots at all. Yeah, okay. But have your hole well prepared with water in the bottom and, uh, you know, get the backhoe to dig it out and, and however high the tree is, Alfie, that could be the distance of your root system. Wow. Okay. Okay, so you, that's why I suggested the back hole. Yeah, okay. Okie doke. That's about three <laughs> metres, not small. Yeah, well, no doubt you will cut some roots and then you'll prune the top as well. Oh, okay. Okie doke. Right, that's, that's great advice, thanks. Thanks, bye. Bye-bye. I think that was going to be a lot harder than what Alfie thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, it, I suddenly thought about the back hole. You never put a spade in if you've got a backhoe coming or a bobcat, yep. do you? No. No, only way to go. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Shelley from Western about pumpkins. Yeah, hi. Hi, Shelley. Oh, sorry, Greg. That's all right. Cutting you off then. You're the boss too, sorry. <laughs> uh, pumpkins, Shelley, what can I help you with? I have four beautiful pumpkin vines growing. It's producing lots of flowers. We've seen three or four bees at a time inside the flowers pollinating them, but I'm not getting any pumpkins. Oh, and you've seen the bees in there pollinating them? Oh, yeah. Right, okay, that's a bit of a mystery, isn't it? So what's happening with the flowers? Are they shriveling? No, they just, they well, they shrivel eventually and fall off, but there's no fruit once the flowers come off. Right, okay. Look, I'm just wondering if I should add something to the soil. Oh, well, we won't. We, I think if you've got flowers and the pumpkin vine's looking so good, I don't think that's necessary and you've got bees. I'm, I'm wondering, though, um, is it a fungal problem? You know, often when you're doing it um, on radio or on the telephone, uh, it's a bit of a guessing game, unfortunately, without actually looking at the plant. I, I'm guessing, but I think you probably need to use a fungicide. Okay. Any idea which one? Oh, yes. Mancozeb would be good. Cool. Can you spell that for me? Yes. M-A-N. M-A-N. C-O. C-O. Z-E-B. Z-E-D. E-B. Okay. With a B. E-B. Yep. Not E-D. Okay. Yep. Uh, I think that that's probably what's happening. I think uh, that... The flowers probably are getting a little bit fungal. Uh, the other thing is, though, when you spray that, wait till the bees have gone to bed at night. Okay. Okay? Yeah, no worries. I hope that works for you, Shelley. Give us a ring back in a couple of weeks um, and let us know if you've achieved any pumpkins. Oh, I'd love to because they're beautiful Japanese pumpkin vines and they make perfect pumpkin soup for winter. Oh, <laughs> do you make pumpkin pies? No, I've never tried a pumpkin pie. Oh, my mother-in-law used to. Fabulous. Might have to try one. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, if it works, make us one and drop it in. Okay, thanks, Shelley. <laughs> Get our orders okay. in already. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. No worries. Bye. Cheers, Shelley. It is Gardening Talkback on 2 and URFM. And, Judy, I think we've got time for one more call. Right. And Who have we got? It's Helen from East Maitlands. Good morning, Helen. Oh, good afternoon. Hello. What can I help you with? I have black spots. On the leaves of a rose, I've got. And Helen, you wouldn't be alone at this time of year. Okay. We've actually, what, we, what we've just done at the nursery, we've pruned all our roses in stock.
back hard because of the black spot. It's been a very humid summer and you'll need to spray with a fungicide. Now, there are a lot of rose fungicides around there at the marketplace, uh, but I sometimes think you need to go for the big guns like copper oxychloride. Okay. Have you only got it on one rose? Yes. Oh, well, that's not too bad then, is it? No, it's not too bad. Yeah, well... I've got two roses. Right, okay. Well, in that case, maybe just go by... You'll find you'll get a trigger action fungicide for roses. Okay. And that should do the job for you, but you do need to keep the spray up to them at this time of year. Okay, then, thank you. You're quite welcome, Helen. I hope that works for you, dear. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thank you, Helen. Well... That's pretty much all it for Gardening Talk back this Monday afternoon, the first one of 2016. Yeah, we've got so many other problems here to deal with. we we'll do that next week. We can do that next week. Okay. You're back next week. I think so. I, You know, I thought I'd give everyone a holiday in February. I should give Scott a holiday. But that just means I get to work, Greg, doesn't it? It's true. But I'm a good boss. Does he deserve it, though? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting me on the spot there. He could be listening, couldn't he? <laughs> he could be. Yes, yes. Because we were going to talk about winter veggies as well, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we were. But we can do that next week. We've got plenty of time for that. No worries. The Gardening Talk Back will be back again at the same time next Monday.